Non-Americans. What misconception did you have about America before visiting or moving there? Well, I recently learned that New York is a state as well as a city, and Washington isn't in Washington. A while back, I was dating this girl from India who was shocked to discover that Seattle was nowhere near D.C. The best part about the naming of Washington State is that it was going to be called Columbia, but people at the time thought it would be too confusing, given that the nation's capital was the District of Columbia. This was before D.C. was mostly known as Washington, so they picked Washington for the state name instead of Columbia. To avoid confusion. My German friends wanted to go into my arsenal and start shooting with all my pieces. When I told them that I didn't have any, they looked at me like I was lying. I've taken several Germans to the range. It's pretty awesome experience for them. I don't think they really grasp how bloody expensive the ammo is, though. I don't know if it's a misconception, but I expected Grand Canyon National Park to be less well-maintained. Frankly, it's amazing for the amount of visitors. Visited last year, 10 out of 10. You people have an amazing National Park service. This year, we decided to come back and tackle Yellowstone. Next weekend, actually. Hats off to the national parks. That is some public sector crap I hope you people decide to keep investing in. For me, more than cities, they are the crown jewels of the U.S. The amount of public land in the U.S. is unique and incredible. Thank Teddy Roosevelt and John Muir. They were both amazing men that pioneered the vast national parks of North America. It's true, despite the efforts of certain monetarily motivated entities seemingly working as hard as they can to gut the EPA and park services, America still has some incredibly well-maintained hiking trails and natural wonders. Long may they last. This one's a bit off-topic, but hear me out. I grew up watching American movies, American media, American everything, and it became this very familiar place that I'd never been to, and it almost seemed like it was fake, like it was all just one big movie set, and people spoke a made-up language I understood but never heard from native speakers in real life. At that point, my view on America was almost disconnected from reality. When finally visiting America, it was completely surreal, like I was taking part of those fictional movies I'd seen as a kid. I saw landmarks in cities I had only ever seen on screen. It was a crazy experience. I get that. Even for Americans, there are places in the US that can be like that, especially New York City. I thought you Americans ate pizza every Friday. That's why I wanted to go to the USA in the first place. It's America. You can eat pizza every day. And when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. I thought sheriffs aren't real for some reason, at least not anymore. At least where I am, police equals city, sheriff equals county, state patrol equals state, but mostly highways and interstates. We have a lot of overlapping law enforcements with weird jurisdiction lines and different protocols. Like where I am in California, in a day you might see highway patrol, county sheriff, and the city police department. In lots of places, sheriffs are more likely to use SUVs, while with PD, SUVs are normally for K9, but some departments are using them as well. Being English, I didn't even think about a language barrier. At a football game, it took me about five minutes to get a bottle of water. The girl just couldn't understand how I said water. I had to point to one someone else had had in the end. I'm just sitting here giggling and picturing an extremely frustrated Brit standing at a concession stand just repeating, WATER! WATER! over and over again in a fruitless attempt to get a damn drink. It happens to everyone. I'm from Ohio, and I went to visit my aunt and uncle in Georgia. I was trying to order a sandwich, but I couldn't understand the question that the waitress was asking me, because I couldn't decipher her accent. My sister had to translate for me. It was pretty embarrassing now that I'm thinking about it. Y'all want mustard and mayonnaise on it? 
I thought people would say yee-haw a lot more. I'm sorry to disappoint. We failed our jobs as Americans, and I deeply apologize. Oh, and yee-haw. My brother in Connecticut deals with people in China and other countries from work all the time, and he started greeting everyone with howdy, specifically in order to perpetuate the stereotype. Honestly, you guys were a lot friendlier than I expected. Even in New York, which seems to pride itself on not giving a frick, I found people to be extremely friendly, polite, and helpful. It's been great hearing everyone's take on this, and now I have a long list of places to visit in America. Fellow New Yorker here can confirm we do give a frick. Quickest way to get a New Yorker to talk to you, you stare at a subway map for more than a minute. The one thing that breaks us out of our do-not-talk-to-strangers shell is when helping with directions. I swear, if you ask the quickest way to get to the Empire State Building, three of us will jump in front of you to make sure you get there, and two of us may debate about which way to go, even though both of our directions are right and it would take the exact same time. If we're really friendly, we'll even give you a tip to skip the Empire State Building altogether and head to the top of the rock. Better reviews, no chain-link fence, and you can actually get that picture in front of the Empire State Building. Something you can't do when you're standing on top of that building. You can also ask, hey, does this train go to 34th Street? Just to get us talking. Honestly, I think that a lot of the infamous East Coast and New York surliness goes out the window when people realize you're British or European as well. But maybe that was an isolated experience for me. I didn't realize those red cups were actually real and used by everyone in the US at parties. I thought it was just like a movie thing. My mum's friend went to the US and bought us back a stack while we were at university. We felt like we were in a teen film and we even washed them up when we were done so we could use them again. I thought that I'd have no problem communicating because the people there speak a form of English. I've listened to their accents in my media the whole life, etc. Man, was I wrong. I don't think I spoke to a single person who I didn't have to ask to repeat themselves at least once. This was in Orlando. Oh, this sounds stupid. I knew America was big, but when I thought I could drive from New York to Florida pretty easily, I was so wrong. I just didn't quite register how bloody far away everything is. And I was wrong when I thought alligators just lived in the Everglades. Those frickers are everywhere in Florida. How surprisingly cold some parts of Arizona can get. I visited after spending a year in northern Ohio and basically went there naked, as I didn't expect anything could be worse than Cleveland's winter. Nope, I almost froze to death when I went to see the Grand Canyon and it was snowing. Yes, when I went to the Grand Canyon in October, I showed up in shorts and a tank top, expecting it to be still and hot, like I was in Phoenix. Nope. Not only was it freezing, but it was the windiest place I've been in my entire life. So beautiful, though. When my parents and I moved from Poland to Texas in 1997, we had no idea daisy sour cream wasn't a cheese spread. Still have it on sandwiches. On a solo road trip up Route 66, I picked up an 18-year-old Dutch kid on his first trip out of his country. He thought all American diners were owned by one company called Diner. That was pretty adorable. My grandmother was an impressionable small-town teenager in the UK during World War II and fell in love with her fair share of American GIs as there were hundreds stationed in her hometown. They took her to dances, swept her off her feet, and left her with a hugely romantic view of life in the USA, bolstered over the years by movies. In 2003, my family took her to Florida on holiday and she was devastated that everyone lived normal lives. Ah, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said about Florida. Thanks! Living in Florida makes me wonder if I'm normal or just less insane than the other residents. I thought Washington was the most serious place in the States, but when I went there for a tour in the White House about three years ago, most of the city smelled like green herb. I was very confused. 
After several replies to my story, I need to clarify I was talking about Washington, D.C. Didn't think it was necessary since I mentioned the White House. I do apologize for any confusion. People think D.C. equals government, which it does, but they also forget it's an incredibly liberal population. I don't know the numbers now, but it also used to be the gayest city in America by percentage of population, and we know how to party. You get a lot of high-strung young professionals, and they have to blow off steam somehow. People might not believe that D.C. consistently votes in the 85-92% to range in favor of the Democratic candidates in each presidential election, regardless of who's currently in office or who the candidates are. I'm not saying that the Dems get 90% more or double the votes than the Republicans. I'm saying that 90% of all votes tallied in the district are in favor of the Democratic candidate. D.C. is crazy liberal. I got an admit to a school in Texas. I was worried about all the six-shooter slinging cowboys and random shootouts everywhere. Four years in, and I'm yet to see any of those guys here. I did get to go to a firearms range last year, though. I had an exchange student from Europe recently, and he said his mom said she'd be happy as long as he ended up anywhere in the US except Texas. I live in New Orleans, like in the city. His mom was still happy it wasn't Texas. He said he'd fill her in on the actual danger to him in New Orleans versus Texas when he went home. I visited New York City and had the expectation that everyone would be rushing around and keeping to themselves, but people were so friendly. Like several times a day, girls stopped me in the street simply to say something nice about my hair or outfit. I just found it really strange, but nice. I'm from London, UK, and I guess I'm just used to people avoiding eye contact or talking to strangers. The only downside was the catcalling was heavy and more aggressive than I've experienced anywhere else. I've only been to New York City, LA, Vegas, and Florida, but I've generally always found Americans to be really pleasant and polite. I've had to rethink just how antisocial we are in a lot of Northern European and British cities. Perhaps even if New York is unfriendly by US standards, it's still worlds ahead of Britain in acknowledging people around you. <laughs> that it was a big country. It's not. It's insanely vast, stupidly vast, beyond anything I can compare it to. Returning to the UK after a trip to the US, it feels like I'm visiting Toy Town and everything is just so cute. And I'm English and feel like this after a week or two away. Also, people are a lot less fat than we're led to believe. Yeah, there's some obesity, but no more than I see here in the UK. I also felt massively safer driving in the US than I do in the UK. People seem to drive with a lot more patience and there's a lot less under or overtaking. In the UK at any given moment, someone is planning to cut you up or is actively swearing at you a car away for being either too fast or too slow, or not pulling away from the red light the instant it turns amber. Yeah, a lot of people underestimate the physical size of the country. It's common in conversations about travel for Americans to point out the ease of traveling in Europe. Americans don't understand how you can hit two to three countries in a day or for a weekend. Europeans don't understand that you can drive for eight hours through Texas and still be in Texas. The East Coast with the smaller states are easier to travel through with transit, but once you get west of D.C. or Maryland, there isn't transit connecting cities. It's plane, car, or if you're severely unlucky, Greyhound bus or rail. My friend's wife is from Costa Rica. She was shocked to find out that Americans take regular showers when she moved here. I guess most of the Americans she was exposed to growing up were the backpack Costa Rica hippie types who didn't clean themselves much. Thought food was going to be crap for some reason then discovered that the quality was way better than what I'm used to. Also thought everyone was going to be morbidly obese. Came to Colorado, and 90% of people are fit as frick. I thought Walmart was going to suck. I ended up loving Walmart. 
I also didn't know Colorado was the fittest state before coming to the US. I know now. As someone from somewhere else in America, I just had the same experience on my first trip to the Rockies. Retirees trail running past us up a 45-degree grade at 10,000 feet above sea level. Wow. I thought that WrestleMania was a huge deal for Americans. I was hoping that it would be like a national holiday. WrestleMania and NASA are my two favorite things about America. So this was very sad for me. Vince McMahon would like to have a word with you about an exciting offer that only costs $9.99 a month. Met a guy from Portugal in Portland, Oregon. He said he was surprised that he hasn't seen anyone get shot in the street yet. He assumed everyone in America carried a piece and street shootings were extremely common. I'm curious, did he think that they were Western-style shootouts or more like just random acts of violence? Hell, I'm from Idaho and went to New York for Comic-Con and got asked how I liked the modern tech available in the city. I was confused until we talked more and realized that he thought we didn't have electricity or cars and that I used a six-shooter to shoot coyotes trying to get at my cows. It's not just non-Americans. Not really a misconception, but I was pretty young when I moved to the US from mainland Europe. My parents mentioned that the US was at war with Iraq. This was in 2003, and I was wondering to myself why we were moving to a war zone. I thought there would be air raids and bombings all the time. When I was very young, I thought English people lived in castles and rode horses and went to war with bows and arrows. I didn't understand that the movies I saw were portraying historical England, not contemporary England. That's what they actually do. When you travel to England, they'll take you to the special places for tourists, where they maintain the appearance of a modern lifestyle. However, it's all a big conspiracy because they don't let the tourists go to the real places where the English live in castles and ride horses. Their maps are fake, public transport is rigged, every inhabitant of England is sworn to maintain the secrecy of their true lifestyle. That everyone is as good-looking as the people on TV. We are, but that show is Roseanne. To appreciate the quality of this joke, I had to Google image the show Roseanne, and I guess the joke is that most of you basically look like normal people. Zing. Hollywood. I believed it was wall-to-wall famous people, walking on red carpets dressed in golden gowns, and everything was possible if you just walked on that beautiful boulevard. Wrong. Big time. There was nothing, and I mean nothing worse than when we had out-of-town family visit us, fam lives in SoCal, LA area, and begged to be taken to Hollywood so they could see the Walk of Fame, etc. Even after explaining that it's a dump, they always insisted. And then we'd get there and they'd see what we were talking about and we'd have to claw our way out after 30 minutes. That area is horrible in the summer. Traffic going in and out is impossible, everything is overpriced, and it's filthy as heck. I had to work for an event designer out there for a year, and that drive was part of the reason I quit so soon. I love LA and all the cities in it, but Hollywood and Venice Beach can go get screwed. That every shop is like Costco, big in bulk and relatively cheap. That the majority of people in the US are fat, racist, and selfish motherfrickers. I couldn't be more wrong. Everyone was very nice, educated, and kind. Unfortunately, the worst people get the most attention inside and outside the US. Rednecks and hillbillies. I thought that it was a geographical thing and you can only see them in the South. The ones I met up North were pretty hostile at first, but turned out to be awesome people in the end. I thought Americans, especially Californians, are sassy and snobbish. I was so wrong about that. They're freaking chill, friendly, and some are really down-to-earth. I also thought that most are really rich and that they own mansions with swimming pools at the mountains of Hollywood, but no. Most of them live in apartments and houses. My big misconception was I thought life was easy here, that you don't have to do two to four jobs just to make a lot of money, 
but unfortunately, it was the other way. When I was in high school, a friend's older sister had a German student and a British student visit for Thanksgiving. They were students with her at UT. It was so much fun talking to them about the US and answering all their questions. The best, though, was their questions on the states. They thought Chicago was a state and were surprised to learn Hawaii and Alaska were states as well. They thought they were a step up from Puerto Rico, but they were surprised to learn they also had representatives and senators. From the outside, the US looked like one country. Once you're there and drive around multiple states, it more seems like many different countries with different accents, laws, regulations, way of life, food. That was big surprise for me. Misconceptions before moving to America. 1. Americans only work 7am to 3pm. 2. No one works after 12 on Fridays. 3. Americans take a lot of vacations, summer plus Thanksgiving plus Christmas. After moving to America, 1. Everyone is working their butts off. 2. The concept of fixed hours is fuzzy. People log in early and late to get to important stuff at work. And 3. Americans are not getting much time off. Most are not even using their vacation days. I was told the typical stuff before going to the US the first time. The TSA are buttholes, everyone carries a piece, and people are hella unfriendly. I saw more pieces in Schiphol in Amsterdam than I did in O'Hare. Seriously, police with MP5 is about every 30 feet. Dogs as well. Very weird. Also, O'Hare freaking stinks. Worst airport in the world. Anyway, yeah, I realize mileage may vary with the TSA, but everyone was friendly, interested in my trip in a good way, and helpful. No issues. Spoke to a police officer like an hour later, super friendly and helpful as well. I was starving, he showed me a good place to eat, and had food himself as well. We talked a bit while eating. Cool guy. Everyone was super talkative and friendly in the US. The talkative part is weird, coming from Sweden. I got compliments on my shirt within an hour of leaving the airport after my second in-country flight. That would basically never happen in Sweden. People here dislike social interaction. In the US, it was like free-for-all talking, joking, and complimenting each other. It was nice. As a resident Swede, this is all completely true for those of us who visit the States from here, as I've alluded to in my previous comments. Having strangers talk to you in a friendly manner is genuinely mind-blowing to us who live here. I've lived in the US permanently since 2015, but I've been coming regularly, three to six month visits, since 2010. As an Englishman, I signed up for the two main stereotypes pre-2010. 1. That all Americans are incredibly obnoxious and loud in public. 2. That everyone in America is a mixture of stupid and fat. Since then, I've evolved my thinking, to say the least. 1. They're really not obnoxious, nor are they loud in public. English people are just painfully awkward and shy, hence the crappy handshakes, the lack of eye contact, and the speak up, you bellend, mumbling of words in public. Trust me, you start to notice this behavior when you've had something to contrast it with. 2. Obviously, there are stupid people here, but that is true of any country. It's worth pointing out that I've yet to meet a group of people or a set of individuals as stupid or as cringe-inducing as the people I grew up with in the northwest of England, and I've traveled throughout the south and gone from coast to coast. For instance, I've never once had to explain what a bachelor's degree is in the good old US of A. That was a weekly occurrence after I graduated uni in England. The fat thing is also a bit of a reach too. Americans are typically more health conscious from my experience. I officially became an American a few years ago, but before I first came to the country, I used to believe that American streets would be cleaner than clean and paved with gold. I'm originally from Jamaica. Our streets, back then, were not always as presentable. Then again, it also depends on which area of Jamaica you resided, worked, etc. Anyway, I thought American streets or roads were yellow brick road immaculate. 
Not sure why I believed that. It wasn't true. They're just as normal as other streets. But I tell you what, it blew my mind when I first saw a street sweeper. That was awesome. I ran into some dude outside of the States that asked me why Americans eat dogs. After maybe not understanding my what the frick look for a while, he then asked what hot dogs were. So at the very least, I was able to explain, in freedom terms, what God's gift to man is. Hot dogs. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.